Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Pocket Now Weekly Podcast. I'm your host, Joshua Vergara. What's going on, everybody? Nick and I, Nick Nick Gray of Android is on the show this week again, and um, he and I had a long, long talk about a number of different uh, products and announcements that happened, including the ROG Phone 5, and I went on a rant about mobile gaming. But actually, as you might be able to tell on this episode, I'm just posting up the long conversation we had about the Oppo Find X3 Pro, the phone we can finally talk about. We all have content on it. And we actually had so much to say that the podcast went super long, and I decided we're just going to put up the Oppo segment for this Friday episode. Uh, I might put up the mobile gaming rants because I had been holding a lot of that in for a little bit as a bonus content. Uh, Maybe we'll do it over the weekend. But for now, why don't you enjoy this uh, rundown, let's say, and many different opinions regarding the Oppo Find X3 Pro. Myself and Nick Gray of Android, enjoy. We can finally talk about this phone, and everyone is talking about it right now. Social media is ablaze about it. Um, I never, I never posted about the box or the teaser box, the press box that they sent us. I know a lot of people did. Um, Isa got a million views on TikTok for that. <laughs> really? Yeah. Well, so here, here's my thing. We, I think we talked about this phone what a week and a half ago before it launched and both of us had the device and we weren't able to talk about it like exactly. we had the press and media boxes uh and then like three or four days before they made the announcement a lot of people who got it started posting pictures of the box and i'm like isn't this under embargo yep and so yes when did isa post her <laughs> Oh well, she never posted the phone box. There's a little peek behind the curtain. We actually know influencers in Asia who posted the phone box of the Oppo Find X3 Pro. Obviously, that's what we're talking mm-hmm. about right now, listeners. Um, we were all allowed to 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 post about the outer shell, the press box that had the phone mm-hmm. box within. So um, what ended up happening is um, we found out. So Isa posted that like a few days, like two or three days before. It was just she never showed the phone box because we were all under the same embargo, all under the same guidelines, right? But the people who got who the people who posted the actual phone box, they got they got into a little bit of not really trouble, but they were actually like they were actually told like hey, we kind of need you to take that down. <laughs> I was like, damn, that sucks. Um, but then a lot of there was quite a few in the U.S. that posted the phone box as which well, is, which is crazy. Like there was the embargo was kind of going through multiple channels, and people heard conflicting things. Um, which is basically what I was saying is that some people heard conflicting mm-hmm. things, but we, we, we actually hear it from the company's mouths. Like, yeah, don't post this, 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 and this. Well, and so for me, when I hear this product is under embargo until then, my Nothing. assumption is. I cannot talk about, I have this, I can't even say I have a box here that has a phone in it. Like I'm not talking about anything. It's like, it doesn't exist in my world. That's why, you know, we were having that conversation, you know, on Tuesday of last week talking about that leak and we were talking about the leak and I'm like, I was actually holding the phone in my hand at the time. (laughs) And I'm like, but I can only talk about this video that got posted to the internet. I can't tell you about any of the other things. Exactly. And it's it's one of the funny for me. It's like the box. If it's under embargo, the box does not exist. Like nothing exists in my. Which is why I feel like they were kind of playing with fire when they said like, "Hey, the teaser box." Like, go ahead, the teaser box. And then, of course, people 
people misinterpret or they even got literally conflicting information, uh, which I feel well, like so actually I happened. saw some people post the teaser box and like they opened up the teaser box, which shows the retail box on the inside. And then there were drawers uh, on the bottom of the box with cases and they're like showing off the boxes of the cases. I'm like, guys, like, <laughs> come on. But all that to say, this phone launched this week, uh, the Oppo Find X3 Pro. It's a, you know, 2021 flagship device. It has all the regular things you would expect in a high-end device. The one thing we don't know yet is the price of this phone. They did, did that not, not come it. up in the no, it, it, the price. It, no, the price is coming out on Monday. Oh, wow. They are, they are going to make that. another announcement on Monday about the phone's price. So I went back and forth with them multiple times. I'm like, I'm doing, I, I have two videos that went out and I was like, I want to include the price because I need, I have, honestly, I'm not under NDA or embargo. I have no clue what the price of this phone is. Yeah. And it, it was just launched this week. And that's, that's pretty rare. Typically we get the price point. It's been a couple years where, you know, HTC and Samsung would announce their phones and they wouldn't hit the market for another month, month and a half, and they wouldn't announce pricing until like two weeks before they actually hit the market. And we've been getting prices for phones at least the last three years on launch day. So this is kind of strange. It's got to be high. That's what I'm going to say. It's got to be high. It's got to be high, but I don't think it's as high as the S21 Ultra. Like I don't, I don't think it's a you know twelve twelve hundred or thirteen hundred dollars price. I would say maybe eleven hundred. Again, it's not going to be available in the states, so mm. convert that to Chinese markets or European markets as to you know where it's going to be actually released. But uh, I am, I'm in love with this phone. I don't know about you. Okay, so here's the thing. I feel like I I need to do like a retroactive apology because I feel like <laughs> since the Find X2 Pro. I've kind of been sleeping on on Oppo's flagships. I, I I looked back, and yes, I did a couple of videos on the Find X2 Pro, but I never really gave it the amount of exposure that I feel like it should have had because when I revisited it for a more recent look at Color OS, I remember using it at that time, and it was months after the phone had come out, and I was like, damn, this thing is really good. <laughs> and Oppo's been doing really good stuff across the Find and the Reno lines, and this is just a continuation of it. Um, I first, first off the bat, like I'm glad about the size of the phone. It's not like egregiously large, like some flagships and this, um, this new design aspect that they have here, I changed my focusing mode, but it's not working. Um, I I've got it. I can see it. Don't worry. <laughs> the, yes, the camera bump. Well, I call it a hump now. Cause it's not just this bump that protrudes out. Now it's like molded into the back end. A mound. Okay. Mound. Um, or a plateau okay a, a plateau a, a platform right? i don't know um but it's it looks way better in person than it ever did in a in render photos. yeah yeah the photo like if you're looking at the back of this phone and you think it looks ugly it is ugly in those photos that you're looking at it once you see it move and get the different perspective of the curved glass that folds up onto the camera hump or whatever we want to call it on the back of this phone. <laughs> it it looks amazing. Like it you kind of forget that there it's a separate camera module there for a second just because of the way the light hits it as opposed to every other device that has this lens that sticks up or a little bump and then the lenses are on top of it. It's more fluid as far as the design goes than anything else. 
Yeah. And I really like the design of the S21 devices where they kind of made it, it melded into the frame of yes. the phone, but it made it that much more obvious. Like this is a design feature of the phone. You will notice it. This is kind of the opposite where it's a design feature that kind of disappears if you're not paying too much attention to it. Indeed, indeed. Especially in the cases, I went with a gray one because it adds more grip. I will say that this phone, given how it's kind of thin, it's pretty thin, um, and the backing, the material that they used. Now, this is contrary to Issa's unit that she has that more matted frosted backing. I am um, jealous of her with that one there. That I imagine that one has better grip. Um, now this one, I actually almost literally dropped it. I had to like catch it. I juggled it for like a second and I had to catch it when I was at the Arboretum doing my real world camera test. And I was like, yeah, the case is going back on. I need the case. Like this is a slippery phone. <laughs> well, the the advantage of the the black one with essentially the mirror finish is it, as you'd expect, fingerprint magnet galore mm -hmm. like you touch it for a second but it is so glossy that the fingerprints wipe off so easily as Indeed. opposed to some of the other phones where you're sitting there and there's still smudges on the back i've wiped this off so easily i don't know if they have an extra coating on the back of this phone that allows for that but uh it's been so easy to wipe off when compared to other devices uh that have a you know a glossy finish on the back Okay, so high level, high level thoughts. Um, Snapdragon eight eighty eight. We got twelve mm -hmm. gigs of RAM, uh, two hundred fifty six gigabytes of onboard storage. No, no expandable storage, um, and a great screen. That was the other thing when I went back to the Find X two Pro with the leather back. So big departure from the previous device. Um, the the screen was already amazing. Continues. Well, I have here. the I have the black one from last year, so oh, mine God. actually looks really similar as far as the the finish goes on the back. Oh, okay, I have the leather one, so it's like they. It seems with every and and I've heard a couple of a couple of other people say this. It seems with every device, Oppo's like, let's just go nuts. Like you're, you, we want to we want to mix it up so much that you don't know what's coming next. <laughs> and that's mm -hmm. well, it's kind of cool. There doesn't seem to be consistency exactly in, in what they're doing. Every year they're trying something new and different. And I got one of those comments of, why did they reinvent it versus improve the previous model? And I think. You know, as far as the display goes, last year's display was really good. Yep. Performance was really good as well. Color OS has gotten uh, significant improvements over last year. And even last year's was significant improvement over the previous year. Honestly, it is so close to uh, what you get on a OnePlus device now. Uh, it's kind of hard to tell them apart in some instances. Uh, and in a couple ways, I actually love what color os is doing aesthetically versus the the look that you have on the oneplus device it's also really you know light and fluid as far as the software goes which is nice mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um but i think the main highlight and uh, is two things the yes the display is great performance is great but that's pretty much par for the course for a flagship device the cameras are really what set it apart yeah. on two different fronts Two 50 megapixel sensors, the Sony IMX 766 for the standard and the ultra wide. Which, if anyone's ever dug into the details of ultra wide cameras on smartphones, they are always an inferior sensor that's typically about a quarter the size of what the main sensor is. These are identical flagship tier sensors for the main and the ultra wide, which means 
Not only will your photos look really good from the main camera, but the ultra wide, even in low light situations where you take a Samsung phone and take an ultra wide shot at night. Uh, half the time they don't even support a night mode with the ultra wide camera, let alone uh, just being able to capture decent shots. This one here, the shots are incredible. The yep. low light reproduction that you get out of the ultra wide camera is the exact same. It's slightly different. It's I think it's an F 2.2 lens versus an F, I forget, 1.7 for the main sensor. But that's As it the only... Be. Because you don't well, want you don't want a whole lot of depth of field. Shallow, you don't yeah. want a shallow depth of field for for the ultra wide camera. You want to make sure everything's in focus, right? Exactly. Uh, but it does let in just slightly less light in those situations. But mm -hmm. yeah, I I was super impressed with that ultra wide camera and just seeing the um, the consistency in color that you typically don't get between the main and the ultra wide camera is spot on on this one here. Yeah, I'm I'm so impressed with the cameras um especially in the video sense because they put a lot of work into mm -hmm. making the video recording experience um a little bit more not really accessible but they put a lot you could tell you put a lot of thought into it just that movie mode alone when you use it you get the cinema 4k you and i were talking about the resolution a little bit yep. um the other day and uh you do get that cinema 4k so you're going to get a little bit of letterboxing on the top and bottom if you're looking at it from a purely 16 by 9 perspective and um the controls in the movie mode are my favorite I think I've ever seen on any camera app because everything you need is right next to the shutter button. And then the other side, you get some of the other uh, modes, which include a enhanced stabilization mode that just very slightly crops into that sensor, which I thought was mm -hmm. brilliant. That's exactly what my camera does that we're using for the uh, for the podcast right now. Um, so those are features that are actually bleeding over, including log format, including raw format, all those things. Like These are things that we are starting to see more and more of in these flagship phones but then with the ultra wide i have to give them some props like did you notice i don't think i've ever been this uh impressed with audio quality off of a video recording than on this phone the microphones are actually really good on this thing um i do have to boost it still but it's clear audio and there's there's literally like a mic like right between those two lenses um so clearly there was some thought put into using the main cameras as your potential run and gun slash vlogging camera because we're definitely not getting that quality on the front <laughs> whatsoever <laughs> no and we'll have to talk about that front-facing camera because we've talked about that camera already yes um but yeah the the attention to detail that they've done with the main and the ultra wide camera are above and beyond anything else that we've seen from Oppo in the past. They've had decent cameras. Like yeah. that's that's not to take away from what they've done in the past, but honestly, like I am super impressed with this. I have I was actually just editing side-by-side -side comparisons with the Galaxy S21 Ultra. I'm going to have that video dropping this weekend um just showing them side-by-side -side how they perform. And I I really really prefer this 50 megapixel sensor and Oppo's color tuning to what Samsung has done this okay. year. Um, it, it, it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out, uh, going forward. I mean, it might be the, Apple, it might be the first comparison slash versus that I've done in many a day. <laughs> like I have not done one in a long time. You should do one. You should, cause I mean, even, even for your own personal, like a lot of people review cameras in different ways, but camera comparisons are one of the things that I do on a regular basis, just mm -hmm. to, and it not only helps, you know, 
having a YouTube video with a camera comparisons where you, the viewer, can actually see it side by side. But for me personally, when I'm then writing up, you know, a 2,500 to 3,000 word review on a device and telling you this camera is good because of X, I've actually gone in and compared it to six or seven other smartphones and know how they look side by side. I'm not just, you know, eyeballing it and saying, oh, I took a picture with a Samsung phone three weeks ago. I think this one looks better. No, I actually took the picture side by side and this one does look better. Yeah. Um, but then the, the, the 2X zoom, which also offers 5X hybrid zoom, what was your thoughts on that? I, I you can tell, like if you, if you were in a video recording and you start moving among the different lenses, you can literally see the shift. And it even mm -hmm. does that jolting thing where it like went to a new lens, which was supposed to be not a thing in the Snapdragon 888 phones, but, but what can you it do? Is. Um, but here I, I can't be that mad that it's not a great camera because I'm used to zooms not being amazing and yeah. it's not even it's something still passable. Exactly. It's not something that I would use very often. In my video, I said, I give them so much credit for putting their attention on the two lenses that are going to be used the most. The most. Yeah. yeah. Well, and that's one of the things that they talked about during the pre-brief for this device. I specifically asked one of the questions and their camera team weighed in and I asked, why did you get rid of the Periscope camera from last year? Because the Find X2 Pro had the Periscope camera. And they specifically said, we removed it because it was the least used camera on the mm -hmm. phone mm -hmm. users like everyone's talking about how great periscope cameras are this and that but if nobody's using it it serves yeah. no purpose i take way more pictures of ducks two to five times <laughs> away from me than i ever have of the moon or of i've said this like four different times on four different things now like i i that that is just the truth like mm -hmm. How many times do you see a squirrel in front of you and fumble for your phone? Like that happens way more often than, oh, look, the moon snap. And it's just another white dot on a photo. Like, <laughs> well, so here's the thing. A picture of the moon is a picture of the moon. It doesn't change. Mm -hmm, like, exactly. There, there are 28 days in a lunar cycle, and there's only 28 ways that the moon will, moon will look different, right? <laughs> Well, I'll give you, I'll give some people Just credit. Just go to the internet and download a photo of the moon. <laughs> well, I'll give some people credit. We do know photographers personally, and yes. there are people who have done like telephoto, not even telephoto. Is there, is there a term beyond telephoto in the camera world? Um, We'll just say telephoto, Um, like, like hundred plus millimeter photos of the moon, like cresting over a mountain, you know, like those yes. make sense to me. Yes. Yes. But again, or there's, how often there's people standing, people standing like on the horizon on like a hill or something and you zoom in and the moon's right in front, of, right behind them. And you, you know, there's, exactly. you know, the, and yes, to... you can get some good shots, but there, in order to get that good shot, you have to plan for it. And yes. if you're putting that much work planning into that good shot, you probably have a really good camera that you should probably be taking the picture with anyways. With like a safari lens or something. Yeah. Um, so we, yeah, I, I, what I applaud Obo for doing is they still gave you the option and it's mm -hmm. not half bad. You could still use yeah, it. It's, it's totally passable. I, yes. I wouldn't give it an A. I would I'd probably give it a solid B. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, it's not great. It, it really kind of falls apart in low light. Uh, if you're taking zoom pictures in low light and, you know, going from 2X to the 5X hybrid uh, does, the 5X hybrid is 
still passable. Um, but you know, going anything after five X, you know, of course you're just multiplying digital zoom until there. So you're really only cropping it on the photo. Yeah. Uh, but then that brings us to the final Let's thing to weird. talk about, which is so crazy. So <laughs> it was kind of hinted at before, but they I'm have do one a right now. <laughs> micro camera on the back of the phone. It's a three megapixel sensor paired with a ring LED flash that's right Brilliant. around it. That's and what you need. Will you, will you have to because yeah. the focal distance for this lens is about two millimeters. So which means you essentially have to put the phone on top of whatever you're taking a photo of in order for it to be in focus. And Josh is looking down at his desk right now, taking a picture of something <laughs> that nobody will be able to see. But just to give you context of what you can do with this, so that it offers essentially 60, 30X and 60X magnification. Uh, which the easiest way to show this off as to how powerful it is, is to put it on the display of a smartphone or your TV, and it will actually show you the sub-pixel layout Focus. of that display, which is kind of amazing. But then uh, we I, I gave the phone to my girls, and they went out and took some pictures of just a bunch of random different things, taking pictures of uh, their blankets uh, in their bedroom. Um, getting up close and personal with the dogs and the cat and taking <laughs> pictures of their fur. Uh, if you, if you want to know if your kids have lice, you can put this on their <laughs> head and find the lice eggs and take pictures of lice eggs if you want. Um, it is interesting. I think the novelty of it will definitely pass after a week or two. Um, but it, it's definitely a lot more interesting than the same old macro cameras that we've gotten. And to be fair, this actually works as a macro camera with the ultra wide. It will exactly. like the galaxy S 21 ultra. It will switch between, um, the main sensor and the ultra wide sensor. And that was be the other thing. Focus it's, really close. It's really like creative thinking because, the I just hope, you know, I'm I'm speculating here, but I hope that somebody at Oppo was like, well, if we have the ultra wide and that's a macro, why don't we just go nuts with the macro? Go lens? micro. Like, yeah, let's go micro. They went so hard in the macro that it became micro. And like, I had some fun with it um, in my video, taking some micro shots of like my matcha powder, which by the way, when you blow it up to that magnification, it just looks like weed. <laughs> you sent that to me. Yeah. <laughs> it just looks like weed. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's such an interesting camera, and I think it's way more interesting than any macro lens ever was on any phone, which which is a huge credit to Oppo in this case. Um, I just took a micro shot of the E. Is it the E? Or no, the 3. Is that your screen? Which screen is that? No, this this is the the sticker on my SD card. Oh, so I it's, have... It's the sub-dot matrix of the printing of my SD card. This is the, uh, oh, nice. That's that. This one is the uh, corner of the number three on my keyboard. <laughs> you can see the ridges of the key. You can see how uneven the paint job was. Actually, kind of, that. yeah, that's true. Yeah, you, you should ask for a refund. <laughs> <laughs> like, this isn't a good paint job. Send it back. 
I, I, I expected for people or I want, I, I was thinking that, you know, a fun game would be take a bunch of pictures and have people guess what it is. And then of course, like people thought about it too. So there are some Instagram posts that people did. I think it's Kogan and, um, the unlocker, I should say, and Mr. Mobile, Michael Fisher, they both are doing posts like that. So I just thought it was funny. Um, I, I don't know the, the, like we said, the level of detail, the level of thought put into these rear cameras is definitely to be applauded. I definitely think of this phone as a pretty amazing vlogging cam. Um, the only thing is every camera, for some reason, it's just Oppo's way. Every camera always overexposes at first. They're always so hot. I don't know why, but I think that's the reason why I go to the movie mode and I lower the exposure by like 0.1. Um, and then I hit record. That way I can always go there if I'm like, eh, it's a little, it's coming a little too hot as usual. Mm -hmm. Um, but the most hot camera on here. <laughs> Good segue. Is ridiculously hot. And that is the front facing camera, which is, you know, I, I was saying that the zoom camera on the back gets a pass with, you know, a solid B. I, I would give the selfie camera, the 32 megapixel selfie camera on this phone, a C minus. Mm. And I, I think that's, that's being too generous even. Um, for a flagship tier device, especially one that has such good cameras on the back, the selfie camera here is just such a letdown. Um, it, it, for me, all it did was overexpose every single shot. And yep. if you didn't want that shot to be overexposed, you had to make sure that you were tapping on the screen on an area. You, you had to tap on the sky behind you in order for it to expose for the and sky not just that, you to, to expose to your face. Yeah. And so many situations, it, it just did not perform anywhere close to what the cameras on the back of the phone performed. It, mm -hmm. it was definitely a disappointment probably the least, I don't know, the, for me, the worst part about this phone was the front facing camera. I feel like there's a regression happening here though, because while we see companies like Apple, Samsung putting high resolution video capture on the front facing cameras, prioritizing that like good scene recreation on the front facing camera. Meanwhile, we have 1080p on a flagship Oppo of all things, 1080p, no stabilization, no stabilization. Mm -hmm. And these hot photos, and not even autofocus. Oh yeah. Maybe not. Um, I didn't even, I didn't even think about that, but I can now. Here's the thing. This yeah, is it's, what, it's fixed focus. This is what happens when 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 you date somebody from a different part of the world. You get to see what the you get to see what the what 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 people want out there, or you at least get to explore it. Issa and I have had this conversation so many times, and I remember one time we were working with a beauty ish brand of smartphone called the Meitu. It used to be an offshoot of Xiaomi. And they, uh, I think it would show me, but anyway, they made phones that was all about, that were all about the selfies. You had so many different filters, beauty effects, all of these things. And she was giving me, she was schooling me on why this was a thing. Cause I kept saying like, but don't you just want like a good photo? <laughs> and she was like, that's the thing here in Hong Kong. We were in Hong Kong at the time here in Hong Kong, here in China, here in Asia, Philippines, you know, wherever, even Korea and Japan to some extent, people want to just look young. 
on their photos. They want the soft okay, but- skin. They want, they, it's all about them. Like they could care less like to show off Mount Fuji in the background. If they wanted that, they would get someone else to take the picture. So here's my thing though. <laughs> Your exasperation is hilarious. <laughs> I'm white. And personally, I think white people have the worst skin complexion mm-hmm. out of everybody. You can see every single wrinkle on our face. You can see how old you are. <laughs> like, I look, I don't know, I, I'm i 39 years old. You can look at me and be like, yeah, he's 39 years old. You would look at Isa and be like, what is she, like 18? Or like, <laughs> she doesn't like, but she wants her skin smoother. And like, at some point you got to look your age. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I totally get the sentiment. And I that's exactly the reaction that I had as well. And I remember one time taking a but photo. But again, we're we're both from the US, right? Exactly. And dictating to what a Chinese manufacturer or an Asian manufacturer and what their key demographic is looking for. Hundred uh, percent. which is my point, honestly. Like this is this is actually by design. Oddly enough, mm-hmm. this is by Oppo's design. To have a front facing camera that is so soft for all of the people who might take that photo and they just want to look so like pristine Photoshop. But make it a setting. Because I, I guarantee you, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a camera test with the Gcam camera app mm-hmm. and load it onto this phone and the picture will look dramatically better. So it's not the sensor, it's the software tuning. Oh, of course. Which means which means that you should be able to turn it on or off. You know, you you have beauty mode on a lot of cameras, like Samsung's Samsung's devices. They have beauty mode, and you can't completely turn it off on Samsung's. You know, even the Galaxy S twenty one Ultra, um, but you can tone it down, right? Yes. Give us the ability to tone it down because here I think they have a setting where they say on or off, but that if you turn it on, it just makes it so much more smooth that I'm like, <laughs> it just looks like an oil painting. There was a there was a moment when I took a picture with one of these phones that Issa and I were talking about, and I had like if you look at me right now, one of my defining facial features are my various freckles, mm-hmm. and when I took that photo, you got be- you got beautiful freckles, Josh. All your freckles <laughs> were gone. They were gone, and I was like, "Look at that! That's so not accurate." And then Issa looked at me and she went, "But that's what they want." <laughs> and and, that's what but she want. she she looked at that photo and said, "Josh, you're so much more beautiful in that photo." <laughs> it's like I prefer that, Josh. <laughs> that's horrible. I, I like I like the Photoshop, Josh. No, for me, anyone who's looked at my photos, I've I am freckle central. Like I don't tan in the summer; my freckles just get bigger. It was funny. I feel that's, like I was doing something wrong in my YouTube content because after after some time going solo after Android Authority. I started to get this, I started to get this like comment in my videos. Oh, I didn't know you had freckles. I was like, what are you talking about? Haven't you been watching me for years? Like, have I, have I had beauty mode on my cameras for like, without realizing it? <laughs> yes. No, you were, back then you were doing videos in 1080p and now you're oh, that's, 4K. That's fair. That's fair. I was upscaling 720. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, um, it, it, I find it so interesting that they have this engineering that it was, a, it seems like a deliberate choice that the front facing camera is just to us subpar, especially when you consider just how amazing the rear cameras are. There's well, and for, so for they, me, they it's go not, off a cliff. It's so weird. Oh that, yeah. Yeah. 
the front-facing camera seems like it's on a $200 smartphone. For me, that's that's how it is. But it's not so... Like, I get the face smoothing thing, and that's a cultural thing, and that's what the their key market is looking for. I'm more concerned about just blown-out backgrounds. The DR. Like the, dynam- yeah. the dynamic range for how they have this sensor tuned is horrendous. I sent Josh a couple pictures earlier, uh, just side-by-side side with... The the ones I sent you were the Pixel 4a, mm-hmm. and I took a picture, blue sky in the background, Pixel 4a, and the Oppo Find X3 Pro, it was white. Like it, in the Pixel 4a, it was like a dark, rich blue, and the other one, it was just white. And like, I can't even imagine like if I was in the mountains and there was a snow mountain behind me, I'm like, it would just be like blown out white like it was just glowing white i don't know what it was like i have no clue what that would look like Mm -hmm. um but it's i don't know it they could have done much better like they can keep you know the face softness and you know the beautification mode whatever but just give me dynamic range so that the photo isn't like the background and the other things besides the person that you're taking a picture of are actually visible like there were some shots where there was buildings in the background and even the buildings were blown out as yeah. opposed to the pixel 4a like you you could see this bell tower and this cathedral and stuff like that but on the the poco you not the poco uh <laughs> the oppo you could you could barely see that there was a bell tower back there yeah i i agree with you there and um in my case i would just hope i don't know i i guess i guess i'm being told just use the rear when I talk about vlogging because it looks like this regression of the front-facing camera is going to continue. It's just going to be the way that it is. Um, no 4K on the front, no DR like we were talking about, no stabilization, frick's sake. Um, but with the rear ultra-wide being so good, might as well just use that. Like that, yeah. I think that's what they're telling us. I'm just like, well, okay, the fine. rear ultra-wide is so, yeah, just beyond good because it's that main sensor. Uh, yeah. I for, for my camera tests, I usually open and close the camera comparisons uh, with recording with the selfie camera because, you know, that's how you would record, you know, yourself. But I actually closed out my some of my comparisons and once I get them up uh, with the ultra-wide camera, you know, vlog style. Uh, just using that because I know I can frame myself and my closing is always after my night shots. And so using the ultra wide camera for night shot mm. and, you know, crossing the street while walking. Uh, and, you know, the, it even has electronic image stabilization on the ultra wide camera, yep. uh, which is kind of nice. So, you know, smooth video, really nice stabilization on that. But then you can actually see and pick out the details with the 4K video from the rear camera. It's great. Yeah. Um, um, any, then, uh, what did you think on performance so far? Great. The- um, I know that you told me that battery life hasn't been amazing. Um, I, I've, so I've gotten- I have to come back to that. I have to okay. come back to that because I just caught myself and I've done it twice now. So I, I thought battery life wasn't that impressive. Specifically, I woke up, uh, last Saturday morning and just pulled out the phone and played like an hour and a half of call of duty mobile and then I looked at it and I was at like 50% battery life. And then I realized that I had the battery life or the battery charging feature turned on for overnight charging to do the slow trickle charge. Okay. And I realized that it hadn't fully charged overnight. Okay. So I took it off the charger in the morning and uh-huh. I didn't realize what my battery was at. It was probably oh, at like I see what 70%. So... 
not only does this have 65 watt fast charging, it actually has a feature built in where it recognizes with AI when you go to sleep and it recognizes when you plug it in overnight so that it's not charging fast overnight because you don't need it to charge fast overnight so that it gives you longer longevity or battery health over a year, two, three years of having this device. Yeah. And it wasn't charging those two nights for some reason. It didn't charge completely overnight. And I didn't notice that it was sitting at 70% charge. And then like after an hour and a half of gaming, I'm like, how can this be at 50%? <laughs> okay, fair enough. Um, yeah, I so was going to say. It, once I realized that, it's gotten better. Okay, so I, there we go. So you got to walk back on that a little. But the thing yeah, is, like, I, 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 made, I, make, I make absolutely sure with these phones that come with the fast charger. And that's the big thing with this phone is it comes with the 65-watt charger, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, that, yeah, I, uh, in my real-world camera test, I woke up to less than 10% battery life. And that was how I started the video. I was like, oh, okay, that's not a good way to start the day. So I vlogged my tea, did some micro matcha weed <laughs> shots, and then um, <laughs> and then plugged it in. And literally 40 minutes later, from 3% to 100%. 100%. Yeah, it was amazing. It's still the coolest thing about these phones, in my opinion. Um, mm-hmm. Battery life has not been bad. Um, uh, I, it hasn't been amazing. But then again, I don't do intensive testing to actually find if it's going to be amazing in that way or not. But performance has been fine. Um, one thing I will say, if you're going to be playing games a lot, I was on uh, Genshin for a while. Uh, you definitely have to pull over that game dock and turn on that competitive mode. Remember to do that or else you're going to be like, why am I not getting... Because I, I maxed out the settings on Genshin and I started getting some lag and I was like, uh, this isn't cool. And then I realized competition mode. Competition mode. Competition mode. It, it will allow it to run a little bit hotter before it starts throttling the the CPU and the GPU. Yep. Yeah. Um, the other thing is, uh, as we are moving into a world of game streaming, that's another reason why a screen like this is so nice. I was playing uh, Xbox Game Pass for a while um, using my controllers, and man, it was nice. It might not even be 1080p that I'm streaming, but still look nice. A good screen still helps. Yeah, I was streaming Stadia and playing Assassin's Creed Valhalla and no issues whatsoever. I mean, it, most of that is to the gaming streaming service, right? Yeah. Because you were just streaming a video feed to the device. But um, the video quality that you get out of it with this display is amazing. Um, I, I'm i still not a fan of curved displays, but the curve here on this one small. isn't as pronounced as it was last year. Yeah. And honestly, I've had no issues with uh, mistaps on the screen just because... Um, you know, the, even, even though it is a curved screen, they actually put a slight bezel on here, uh, as opposed to Samsung where they, they try to hide the bezel completely and make the screen go all the way to the edge. Um, so I, I think that helps out a lot, but mm-hmm. yeah, performance has been stellar on this phone. I mean, I've, they just started the new, new season of Call of Duty and <laughs> put in like four hours between yesterday and today already. I've, I've honestly recently been spending more time going back to the whole mobile gaming thing. Um, I've, I, I have, I will admit I've actually been spending more time in my game streaming apps than I have in my actual mobile gaming apps. Um, so I can't really say about like seasons and whatnot. Cause I think I missed an entire, like, what did they call it? Banner. They call it banners in, um, in Genshin. I missed like two banners of new characters and, and things to do. And I, I'm, I'm kind of kicking myself. I'm not going to lie. Um, but yeah, so ultimately this is, this is definitely 
minus front-facing camera, maybe even kind of minus the micro lens if you really just think like it's a useless thing you'll never use. Um, this is kind of pinnacle Oppo here because they managed to do so much with so little. And by so little, I mean, this is not like an egregiously thick or large phone. Mm-hmm. And it still manages to do so much. Now give me a 30-watt wireless charger and I'll be happy. Because <laughs> it's capable of it, but we don't have the charger. Uh, I should put it on... I, I did request a charger and they said they're going to send me one. Um, I should put it on the OnePlus charger because technically... True. I don't know where mine warp is. Warp charge and VOOP charging is the same technology. So I'm going to put it on my my OnePlus wireless charger and see see if that works. Imagine that. A tech tech youtuber trying to figure out if the tech they actually have works <laughs> with each other and they're compatible and you know what we've um, actually spoken at length about the oppo i might actually just make this the main the, the the podcast maybe the the mobile gaming rant i did earlier will be a bonus <laughs> content hey hey we we should all m- spend more time on devices like i mean Honestly, I think one of the things that's really great about this device, though, is that Oppo's making a push, even though their front-facing camera doesn't say it, they're making a push for a more global device. Oppo's been known for being a Chinese brand and being having such a big market share within China and even growing now that Huawei is kind of struggling with the restrictions that they're under. True. Uh, but they're making such a big push into into Europe and other markets outside of China, that their market share is just going to grow exponentially, I think, this year outside of China, especially if they're coming out with devices like this. But you made a mention about the size of the phone. I did in my pros and cons video, I did mention the size. I'm still not a fan of 6.7, 6.8 inch displays. They're just slightly too big for me. Yeah, I, I, I want a regular size device i i want the galaxy s21 version not the ultra version give me yeah. a slightly smaller one and it, it would make me a lot happier that's an again, on, i like small phones that's an ongoing conversation that i feel like we're always going to sort of kvetch about I, I think i i worded it as i want an ultra device in the size of the non-ultra device and mm-hmm. it would be great to have a pro find in the size of the regular find and who knows what's going to happen yeah. there um but yeah, it'll be great. I agree with you there. Like, and you just imagine when the Find X3, if and when that particular mm-hmm. variant of this phone comes out, it's like 13 megapixel ultra wide. No, no, <laughs> no, no, no. I want everything the same. I, you, you can, you can downgrade my display resolution. I'm totally fine with that. You know what? You know what? You're, you're not even doing a great job with it. Just take off. I, I was going to say, you were going to say, um, uh, you're not even really doing much with it. Just take the selfie cam away. <laughs> <laughs> Just take the selfie camera off and you'll be good. <laughs> oh, man. Give me funny. a tiny screen on the back of the phone and I don't need a selfie camera anymore. Oh, right? oh we're gonna, you know we're what? We're going to see that, right? You just reminded me. And there's one final point I want to make about the camera experience. Um you mentioned Ultra, which obviously made me think of... Oh, you mentioned the little screen on the back, which made which made me think of the rumored Xiaomi Mi 11 Ultra, which might have that screen on the back for, for, for high-quality rear selfies. Um, the other thing I applaud Oppo for, and this is not a dig on Xiaomi whatsoever, it's just the example that I have. Um, first of all, fun is fun. So let me just preface with that. Fun is fun. I'm not taking anything away from that. But I have to give Oppo some credit for keeping things fairly simplistic and practical in the camera. 
we're not being mm-hmm. bombarded with modes and filters and oh, settings. If you jump into the additional modes, what, there's only like six additional modes? Mm-hmm. And it's not like which, on Which the, is kind of nice. And it's not like on the Xiaomi, where when I was going through those extra modes, cinema effects, vlog, clone mode, whatever, th- what's, what's the number one complaint I always have with those modes? They're always lower quality captures, results. Mm-hmm. Uh, meanwhile, here... The only one that you can really kind of levy that complaint on or slow-mo, but, you know, they usually go 1080 anyway. And the dual video mode, the dual view mode. The dual vid, yeah, that bumps it down to 1080. Exactly. And that's about it. But the, the only the only reason it bumps it down to 1080 is because the front-facing camera is 1080. <laughs> it's only 1080, yeah, that's true. Right? Because oh, they have to do it. And that was actually, you know what, I, I, I give you, I give you uh, extra points for the front-facing camera talk because it's in the dual-view mode that I would have that problem of it being too overexposed and hot because one side oh, yeah. would be like the and sun. Then you can't, <laughs> and then you can't adjust it in the dual-view exactly. mode. Exactly. So yeah. like my shot on the left, if we call it half and half, my shot on the mm-hmm. left would be like the like pointing, pointed at the sun when I was undercover. And then, <laughs> and then the right side- The other side, one's like in a cave. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> So it's yeah, it's very true. Um, the slow mo, I uh, now that we're talking about it, the slow mo, uh, the quality is not as high as I had hoped. Um, the actual motion is good, but it's not very crisp footage, which was a little bit disappointing. Um, yeah, other were you than doing that, close up or far away captures? Because I, I did a couple that were far away and they seemed pretty good, but I, I was focusing on something that was thirty feet away. No, I wasn't. That wasn't that close. It was a waterfall, but I was like five, ten feet away from it. But mm. yeah, I don't know. Um, but then again, that's just me as the YouTube slash video maker, always wanting that four K crispness. Like that's the thing. Yeah. And I and I'm at the point now where you know I have a lot of commenters in my video saying like, why do we why do we keep harping on four K four K four K? Not everyone wants it. And I'm like, well, that's the thing. You came to a video on my perspectives. So I need to explain to you. <laughs> you came to a video that was shot in 4K. And I'm going to talk <laughs> about 4K, right? Yeah. No, so so here's the thing. A lot of people talk about 4K and now we, we're getting 8K out of a lot of these flagship devices as well. And a lot of people are harping on, you know, why are we talking about 8K? Nobody has 8K. But think of this. You're recording something now, but I have video recordings going back to, I had a webcam back when I was in college in 2001 that doubled as a digital camera before digital cameras were a thing. It took VGA photos. (laughs) And I took that around and took pictures of things. I still have those pictures. I can go back and look at them. Now they look horrendous, but I still have that memory. Even though 4K, you know, you might not use it now. You can still capture something in 4K now and you're going to have it for the rest of your life. Yeah. You know, imagine what TV, what we're going to have 29K TVs in, you know, 2000, whatever. And you were, you were complaining about 4K video. So you recorded everything in 1080p. Well, now you got the, you know, 30 years later, you want to go back to your, your memories. And, you know, if, if you, the camera you bought or whatever, didn't have the highest level of technology at that time, you're going to have that downgrade. It's it's like looking at a VHS tape now these days. Like, you're like, oh my gosh, this is horrible. How did people ever look at that? 
Whereas, t- you know, 15 years ago, that's all that, that's all that there was. That's and there what were we times were when to. we looked at it and we were like, man, this is great quality. Like, that <laughs> looks really good. <laughs> think but about people it. don't remember that, right? You don't exactly. think what, what's this, what is this going to look like in 15 years? You know, am I maximizing the experience for me right now? Or am I, you know, maximizing my experience for how many years am I going to live? How many, how many years do I want to remember this moment and, you know, have the best quality moment that we can actually enjoy further down the road. Yeah, 100%. Things um, to consider. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, I, I would just, I just explain it as like, as someone who makes these videos, I want that flexibility, mm-hmm. you know, to just be able to shoot it in that format, crop in if I need to, or even then just 4K is just a badge of quality at this point. That's just what it is. Yeah. Um, you've never seen a 4K capable camera look like the front-facing camera of this phone. <laughs> like you've never seen that. They just don't tune no. them that way. So when you say it's capable of 4K, it's going to be pretty good at least. Yeah. All right. Uh, I think that should pretty much do it. I, I have a feeling I am just going to make this episode all about the Oppo. Um, I was actually thinking of cutting like the Netflix talk at the beginning. That was like a warm-up for us. Also, your audio had a weird thing. So, But um, the mobile gaming rant and the ROG Phone 5 segment, I will probably just add as bonus content. So look at that. You're getting three episodes this week. Um, but yeah, the uh, we'll just put that on the side because we ended up having so much to talk about with the Oppo Find X3 Pro. And as we said at the beginning of the segment, maybe the reason why is because we were not allowed to talk about literally anything for so long <laughs> when it came to this phone. Yep. <laughs> I will say it was really nice to have a device that long before the launch so that you can actually formulate an educated opinion about a device rather than, hey, we had it for two days. This is what I think. Or you could be, or that, okay. That is the highly disciplined Nick Gray speaking right now. <laughs> or you could be like me and waited until a few days before the actual. <laughs> Josh literally had the phone for forever and only <laughs> took it out of the box two days before he had to make a video about it. Oh, no. It was like a week before, but I still didn't like go out to use the cameras until like the day before. Like it was just... <laughs> It's it's good to have prior experience so that even if you have that little amount of time, you can make some some really good educated stuff. And you know what? It's even more of a boon to Oppo that the quality was at, at its level that we could say it even just a day after using it. So I'm very, mm-hmm. very, very much kudos to them. Uh, I normally don't like roll out the red carpet for you anymore on these shows since I do I, I give you all the links in the outro. But Nick. Um, I know you probably have a lot of content on this phone that you want to maybe plug. So why don't you go ahead and do that? Yeah, if you want to see uh, my pros and cons for the Oppo Find X3 Pro, I've got that on our YouTube channel, uh, youtube.com slash fandroid. I also have my unboxing and camera test, initial camera test with this device on our YouTube channel as well. And over the weekend, uh I just finished editing the photos right now. I'm posting camera comparisons between the Galaxy S21 Ultra, the Pixel 4a, and the Pixel 5 in comparison to the Oppo Find X3 Pro. So make sure you check those out as well. Fantastic. All right. And for the links to content that I do over on my channel, and then, of course, links for all that Pocket Now does, all that will be in the outro starting now. 
Follow the links in the show notes for all that Nick Gray and Fandroid do. And you can also follow everything that I do across the interwebs, including YouTube, in the links that are found in the show notes. Uh, as far as PocketNow is concerned, you can head over to PocketNow.com for all of the latest headlines and then head over to at PocketNow on any social media platform uh, so that you can see what we're up to. And then head over to YouTube.com slash PocketNow for video content that comes out pretty much every single day. With all that said, we're going to call it on this segment slash episode of the PocketNow Weekly Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us earlier this week on Tuesday with Ricky and then of course today on the end of your week with Nick Gray of Fandroy. Thank you so much and we will see you in our next episode.